Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Today is Monday, June 20th, 2022. Today, we're going to cover the five things you need to practice and be proficient at if you're going to be effective as a concealed carry permit holder. Hey, Scallywags, welcome to another episode of our podcast, A Pirate Talks Guns. I'm your host, John Sello. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show. All right, before we get into it, just want to give a quick shout out and happy birthday to Doc Dayoka, one of the finest medics I ever had the honor of serving with. Happy birthday, Doc, and enjoy your vacation in Florida. So you've got your concealed carry permit. There's five things you really need to know and be proficient at to be effective carrying concealed. The first one is how your gun operates. You have to be so familiar with the controls that you can operate it from muscle memory. Don't need to think about it. Don't need to look at your gun. You know how to take the safety off prior to engaging a target. You know how to drop your empty magazine, load a fresh one, send the slide forward, clear malfunctions, get the gun back into the fight as quickly as you can. These are things you can do at home. Again, anytime you're practicing in the house, unload your gun, ammunition in a separate room. You can use snap caps in your magazines or your revolver cylinders if you prefer but no live ammunition anywhere in the area. One of the things you can do to get real familiar with your gun is as you're watching TV, manipulate it. While you're watching the show on television and you're not looking at your gun, practice dropping your magazine and reloading it, running the controls where it becomes an extension of your hand. And again, I can't stress this enough, when you're practicing, No live ammunition, even in the same room as your gun. If you're using your gun in a defensive situation, you're not going to have the time to look at it and figure out what does what. You want to stay threat focused. Keep your eye on the threat. You're going to be moving to cover. You're going to be reloading, maybe firing on the move. You have to know how that gun works, how to get it Back into operation if you have some kind of malfunction, run out of ammo, whatever. Need to keep that gun up and running until the engagement's over. Second thing you need to know how to do to the point where it's muscle memory is draw your gun from concealment. You're a concealed carry permit holder. So you're going to be carrying your gun concealed. Again, with an empty gun or with snap caps in it, no live ammunition. Practice clearing your cover garment, getting a firing grip on your gun before you pull it from the holster. As you come out of the holster, keep your finger off the trigger and alongside the frame. Remember, finger doesn't go into the trigger guard until you've identified your target and made the conscious decision, yes, I want to put a hole in that, Then you put your finger on the trigger. Prior to that, it stays on the frame. Practice taking the safety off without looking at it. 
And you're going to want to practice drawing your gun from concealment while you're standing, seated as if you're in a restaurant, and take the time to go out into your vehicle, put your seatbelt on, and practice drawing your gun from there. You want to practice drawing your gun in your car because carjacking is a thing nowadays. And also, if your car breaks down on the way home, leaving you stranded on the side of the road as packs of rabid chupacabras with a hankering for human pancreas snarlingly approach, you want to be able to defend yourself. The third skill you want to hone is reloading your gun. When your gun runs out of ammunition and leaves you with a short, ineffective club in the middle of a gunfight, it's time to get a fresh load into it, get it back into the fight. Reloading is something you can practice at home and on a range. In a home setting, again, no ammunition, separate room from the gun, use snap caps or dummy rounds. You want to practice pulling your reloads from your concealment, regardless how you're carrying it or what you're carrying. If you're carrying speed loaders or magazines, you should have some kind of pouch or something to carry them on your belt. Practice drawing them out, inserting them into the gun. This is particularly important if you carry a revolver as your concealed carry weapon. They're somewhat harder to reload than a semi-automatic, a few more manipulations. You want to practice emptying the cylinder of fired cartridges and loading it with fresh ones. Use that with a speed loader. Something else you want to practice is tactical reloads, where you fired two or three rounds, there's a lull in the fight, and you want to recharge your gun with the full cylinder. A speed strip is a great device for this. Uh, with that, you can open your cylinder, push the ejector rod out just enough where you can get your fingers on the fired cartridge cases, pull them out, and reload the chambers off the speed strip. Hey, if you live in Anderson or just want to know what's going on in the city and the surrounding area, if you didn't realize it, Anderson now has a weekly variety show. Every Monday night it streams live on the Dead Horse channel on YouTube. You can either watch it live while it streams or watch it on demand. It's a variety show format, comedy, current events, interviews with area business folks, and everything that's going on. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. Again, that's Nighttime with Odie on the Dead Horse YouTube channel. Catch an episode or two of it, watch it, enjoy it, and have fun. And number four on the things you really need to know how to do is clear a malfunction. This is especially important with a semi-automatic. Revolvers, pretty much, if it doesn't go bang when you want it to, Pull the trigger again, you'll rotate a fresh round in there, and you should be back in the fight. Semi-automatics take a little more practice. The best way to do this is on a range with your range partner. Let him load your magazines for you and stick in either empty brass or dummy ammo so you don't know when it's coming. Now, granted, you're going to know a malfunction's coming sometime, but you should always expect a malfunction. That way it doesn't take you by surprise. Have your range partner load your magazines, and as you're firing your string, when you encounter a dummy or malfunction, 
Get familiar with how to clear it and clear it quickly. Now for all of these drills and everything that you're going to practice, you really need a shot timer. You can either purchase a dedicated shot timer or download one of the many apps for your smartphone for it. Having a shot timer lets you know where you need practice. What's taking you so long? Uh, is it orienting a speed loader, pulling your reloads out of your pouches? Keep track of that. You should have a logbook with you for your range sessions where you're writing down what it is you're practicing, how many rounds you're firing that day, and the time it's taking you to do things. This will show you that, you yes, you are improving or, well, you really need to work on this. That notebook is going to come in real handy when you're planning your range sessions. You can look back at to what you've practiced at previous sessions and see where you really need to concentrate on improvement. Look for your problem areas and come up with a plan. You want to maximize your effectiveness on the range. If you're at a range where you're being charged by the hour, you definitely want to maximize the value of your time that you're spending on the range. Having a notebook and a plan keeps you from frivolously wasting ammunition and helps you improve as a shooter. Number five on the list is dry fire practice. This is something you can do at home. Again, unload your gun, ammunition in a completely separate room, go into a safe area, and practice your dry fire. Professional shooters who get to shoot thousands of rounds a week in training still practice dry fire. It's the basics. If you have the basics down, the rest will fall into place for you. What you want to do during your dry fire training is concentrate on proper sight alignment and keeping those sights aligned as you pull the trigger. Your trigger pull needs to be one smooth, continuous motion to the rear where you're not disturbing your sight picture on the target. If you allot yourself 20 minutes a day to dry fire, you'll find that your range and shooting skills are going to improve markedly. You can incorporate drawing from concealment, sight acquisition and alignment, and trigger squeeze all into one. 20 minutes a day doing this, and it'll become muscle memory for you. This is particularly important if you have uh, any kind of optical sight on your pistol, uh, be it a dot, whatever. Practice acquiring that dot, putting it on target, keeping it there as you do your trigger pull. Now for your dry fire practice, something that's really going to help you improve and actually make it a lot more fun than just basic dry fire is one of the laser training aids. The one I use is the Strike Man system. Uh, I've used the Strike Man and the Mantis both of them work in conjunction with your cell phone and a reflective target. You have a laser emitter that goes in your gun, and it shows you where you're hitting on the target. Uh, dramatically improves your dry fire practice. And both systems work essentially the same way. thing with them is if you have a single-action semi-automatic, it's not too bad. You just have to cock the hammer each time. I use it 
a lot on my uh, Beretta 92FS. It's a double action, single action, so all I have to do is pull the trigger. Uh, works well if you're working with any kind of striker-fired pistol, uh, Glocks, uh, SIG P320, things of that nature. You're going to have to cycle the slide. The laser emitter does not eject when you cycle the slide. It's made to stay in the chamber. It doesn't have a rim where your extractor is going to pull it out. Uh, you'll need to use a cleaning rod or pencil to actually take it out of the gun when you're finished with your dry fire session. Being able to see where it's hitting is really beneficial. It really, really makes the dry fire training a lot more fun and a lot more effective. Everything I've mentioned as far as speed loaders, dummy ammo, shot timers, things of that nature, uh, you can find links to them in the show notes. Look through, you know, spend a little money on yourself and get your practice routine a step above what it is now. All right, and that's it for today's podcast. Again, uh, our show notes, we have our listings for the various social network platforms that we're on, uh, links to the items that I've discussed in this podcast. If you know somebody that you think might benefit from this, well, go ahead and recommend it to them. Next podcast, we're going to do an interview with a chapter leader from the Well-Armed Woman slash Armed Women of America. A great organization, and we're going to get some insight on that and hopefully encourage some folks to start their own chapters. Have a great couple of weeks. Be safe, and we'll be talking to you.